This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? Welcome to the show. I am your host, Danny Picard, taking you up until midnight and taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937, My weekend takeover begins tonight. I'm on tomorrow, 3 to 6, and then I'm back Sunday morning for the second straight Sunday morning NFL Sunday, along with Chris Price from WEEI.com. So uh, let's begin the weekend takeover, shall we? The Celtics right now, uh, Evan Turner just drove to the basket and... Not only did he get the bucket, but he got an and one. He's going to the line. The Celtics now trail by two, 103, 101. So uh, I guess I, I, when I just said in the trending now, they were about to lose this game. It did seem like as I, when I was beginning the trending now that this game was over. But uh, apparently, and, and you know what? I should have been smarter than that because based on the way this Celtics team plays, not only this season and the end, going back to the end of last season, just tonight. Just tonight, the fact that the Celtics are even down only two points here as Evan Turner is at the line with 4.9 seconds left in the game in Cleveland with a chance to be down one. The fact that they're even this close says a lot about this team considering how this one started. This one began. It was like this was a turn your TV off, watch something else night in Cleveland, right? This was not the type of game you wanted to watch as a Celtics fan. So you see this thing start, Kevin Love, a dunk with – you know, just four minutes into the game, three and a half minutes into the game, and uh, Celtics call a timeout because the Cavaliers took a 14-2 lead. That's how this game began. Cavaliers were just, you know, you had the steal from LeBron early in which him and Avery Bradley going for a ball and LeBron too big, uh, too, you know, too strong, too quick, and he beat him to it. He comes in all alone, and of course I mentioned the, the Kevin Love dunk early and a 14-2 Cleveland lead right out of the gate, before you could even finish your first drink tonight, the, the Cavaliers had pretty much ended this game. And then the Celtics just continued to battle back, right? They just battled back, and, and here they are now. Uh, 103-101, they trail. But even if they don't win this game, uh, and Evan Turner, he missed the free throw. So uh, they're still they're, they're down two now instead of – down one, and, and I believe, are they reviewing it? They might be reviewing it to see who knocked it out of bounds after that. We'll keep an eye on it, but even if the Celtics don't win this game, as I watch this thing play out and I watch the Celtics fight and battle, and we shouldn't be surprised that they're fighting and battling because that's what this team stands for. We know the type of hot that they have on this team, but what this game signifies to me is the exact reason why if you're the Celtics, you cannot go out and bring in someone like Dwight Howard. You can't do it. You can't bring in someone like Dwight Howard. Why? Because of the the fight that this team, the Celtics team, is showing tonight is the exact opposite of what Dwight Howard brings to the table on a nightly basis. Uh, You know, this isn't Dwight Howard from 2007, 2008. This is Dwight Howard that is averaging, what, 14 points a game, which is his lowest points per game in his career since his rookie season? 
10 years ago? I mean, and on top of that, as the Celtics, did they win it? Was that a three? Avery Bradley, no time left. He hit a three. The Celtics win at the buzzer. 104-103. You kidding me? Was that Avery Bradley? Wow. Celtics win it. (laughs) They're running off the court in Cleveland. They should have had no shot to win this game. They win it. Avery Bradley. So Evan Turner missed a free throw. They're down two. They should have been down one. He missed a free throw, but a loose ball. They're fighting for it under the basket. Uh, They had a review to see who it went off to go out of bounds, and apparently it went off Cleveland, so they gave the ball back to the Celtics with three seconds left. They inbound it. Avery Bradley, baseline three to win the game. 104-103. Celtics win it. Wow. Isaiah Thomas, baseline, pump fake, drives, kicks it back out to Avery, who's baseline right in front of the Celtics bench, and they just run off the court like it's a walk-off. It's over. Unless, are they, what are they doing here? They Are they calling them back? They saying it's only a, a two? What's happening? Do we know what's going on? They are, The Celtics are off the court. Whatever's going on, the Celtics are not on the court right now. Uh, I don't, the people are leaving. Fans are filing out. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Yeah, it's over, right? Celtics win it. 104-104-103. Right? Somebody speak to me back there. What, they won it. They're it's revealing over. right now. They're reviewing yeah. it. It All looked right. like a three from here. Okay. I mean, I saw a three when I saw that replay. Me too. But there's a hesitation in the building right now. Not this building. That building in Cleveland at the queue. There, there's a hesitation there that is making me a little uncomfortable right now as I stand up talking to you about the Avery Bradley three-pointer that just won the game for the Boston Celtics. I mean, I did the trending now, and and it looked like this game, as I came in, walked into the studio after Mikey and Lenny were leaving, this game was over. This game was over. But Avery Bradley with the three, uh, they got the big bucket from Evan Turner, and he was fouled. He missed the free throw. Think about this. Jared Sullinger missed two huge free throws a couple minutes ago. He was taken out of the game and after that. And uh, then, then Evan Turner. Sullinger missed two free throws. Evan Turner missed a free throw. So they, they essentially were, were handing the game back to Cleveland after they battled back. But yet, there are the Celtics keep fighting. And they get the W. They, and it's, this is my point. Even if they didn't win this game. My point remains the same, but even more so now. Do not add somebody like Dwight Howard to this team. This group is too... You built a group here with a great young coach, with, with a team that ha, has an all-star in Isaiah Thomas, um, with a supporting cast that all they do is fight, and tonight in Cleveland is a perfect example of that. You want to go out and bring Dwight Howard to this team? Danny Ainge, you can't want to do that, right? That cannot be real. When I hear those rumors, you know what I'm, I'm praying those rumors mean? I'm praying that those rumors mean that Danny Ainge knows Houston is going to trade Dwight Howard. So he's saying to himself, I think it's going to be difficult for them to move him in a, in a two-team deal. And there might need to be a third team involved. And if I jump in on this now, and if I can help facilitate a deal in which Houston, who clearly, the Rockets, you know, Dwight Howard making $22 million this season. All right, 22 mil. He's going to make 23 mil next season unless he opts out. Dwight Howard can opt out after this year. 
Houston, even if they think he's going to opt out, at this point they're saying, let's get something for him. Let's, let's get him out of here. Houston wants to get rid of him. Maybe Danny Ainge knows that, and he's trying to facilitate some type of deal with another team. Um, that's, I hope that's the case, because you cannot look at this Celtics team tonight, win this game in Cleveland, even if they didn't win, the fight that they showed just to get back into this game. I had kind of thrown in the towel on it a couple minutes ago, and all of, all of a sudden, you know what? LeBron misses that big three lady try to play hero ball. I mean, he should have. LeBron should have kept driving to the hoop. It was pretty clear that the refs were just going to keep putting him at the line, right? Instead, he wanted to shoot that three. He wanted to be a hero with the with the jumper. And Celtics took advantage. You get Evan Turner, the big shot, and he misses a free throw. You get a bounce going your way. You get the ball back with three seconds. Avery Bradley, three-pointer baseline in front of his own bench in Cleveland to win the game, a walk-off at the buzzer. Celtics beat the Cavs 104-103. Holy you-know-what. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm standing right now, folks, and, and, and I do not. I watch this. And the, the NBA trade deadline is February 18th. The last thing that I want this Celtics team to do is go out and acquire a heartless bastard like Dwight Howard. A heartless bastard. The guy has no heart. Ask Kevin McHale. That's why another reason I'm shocked this is, this is a trade that, that people have said the Celtics want to make happen. Kevin McHale lost his job because Dwight Howard has no fight. Dwight Howard does, is not out to win every single night. He's not. He's not. He never has been. If he was, he'd still be in L.A. playing with the Lakers, playing with Kobe. Kobe would have never got him out of town. Instead, Kobe's like, you know what? I can't play with this clown. I can't. And Kobe played and won with big men that he didn't like. Okay? But he understood the sacrifices of what it takes to win. You need a dominant big. He had, you know, Dwight Howard is all the, the physical tools to be a dominant big. Six foot 11, 265. I mean, he can't even walk through most doorways. His shoulders are so wide. He's a physical specimen. I like to think that if I had Dwight Howard's size, I'd be one of the most dominant players in the gym every single night. He's just not that. Kevin McHale lost his job. What, 11 games into the season this year with Houston? 11 games into the season. They were 4-7, and seven, the Rockets. They had just lost their fourth straight game to the Celtics, Houston did, in Houston. Um... And in that game, Dwight Howard, 30 minutes, 5 points. You know what Kevin McHale said about his team as he was out the door, getting kicked out early in the season? He said, our team had an effort issue. This was about effort. Our players had an effort issue. They they didn't want to put in the effort. Now, on your final game against the Celtics at home, you're big with all those physical tools that I just gave you in Dwight Howard. 30 minutes, 5 points. Five points. The, the next game they had with the new coach, they ended up winning. Dwight Howard played 40 minutes, had seven points. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's mind-boggling to think somebody like that could have those type of games. But you watch him play, right? It's just his lack of effort at times jumps off the screen, and it's embarrassing. And you see the fight that this Celtics team puts up tonight in Cleveland, and you tell me you want Dwight Howard on this team? Come on, give me a break. Dwight Howard's on this team, they... they they don't even, they lose this game in the third quarter. 
All right? You can don't give me the oh well he's a big man who can play defense who can block you know he could god Tristan Thompson or he could uh, he could take advantage of uh, uh, Mozgov underneath no please give me a break they would manhandle they would have manhandled Dwight Howard Dwight Howard would have uh, curled up into a ball tonight in Cleveland Dwight Howard wouldn't know what type of fight this is that the Celtics put up tonight I do not want to see Dwight Howard anywhere near the Boston Celtics and if you need an example of why that shouldn't happen it's what happened tonight in Cleveland okay. Danny Ainge built this group that is obviously special, that obviously has a whole lot of heart. If they have nothing else, they have heart. The last thing you should want to do is bring in a guy who has the complete opposite, who has no heart. I don't want Dwight Howard anywhere near the Celtics. And this idea that you got to bring someone in to attract a free agent, a big-name free agent, because you do want to spend with two max contracts, I'm all about doing that. I'm all about it. It's just, when you look around the league, do you think that other superstar players say to themselves, oh, Dwight Howard's there? I'd love to go play with him. Oh, come on. Please, wake up and start watching the game. It's not like that, folks. It's not like that. What it is like is when people watch this Celtics team tonight win this game in Cleveland, all right, as they climb up the charts in the the standings in the Eastern Conference, uh... The Celtics, they should have no business winning this game the way it started. Now, Kevin Love got injured late, right? He left the game. Kevin Love, is a, it's a, he's kind of a matchup problem for the Celtics team, and you saw that early on. They had to get Amir Johnson out of there. They had to put Jarebko because they had to go a little bit smaller because of the matchup problem that Kevin Love imposes on the Celtics. Uh, it, it's an issue. Kevin Love was not in this game late, though. But even with that said... You know, the way this game began, and, and it's in Cleveland, and you just thought that it looked like, to me, Cleveland was going to keep their foot on the gas, and, uh, you know, the Celtics were the team that kept their foot on the gas. You know, they're the team that wanted this more. And, and even, at, even late in the game, they just kept giving Cleveland opportunities by missing free throws. Sullinger missed two free throws. Evan Turner, all right, perfect, hits a bucket. Down two, he's at the line with three seconds left. He misses the free throw. Now, they get a little bounce there. Marcus Smart, give him credit. He was under the basket after Evan Turner's missed free throw. He was fighting for it, created uh, some type of contact, and, and the ball hit Cleveland. Celtics get the ball. Went off Mozgov. Went off Mozgov. Marcus Smart was right down underneath, underneath. You think Dwight Howard would have been battling for that ball after that? You think, you think he would have been battling for that? You know what? Dwight Howard wouldn't have been in the game. They would have been, Cleveland would have been playing Hacker Howard. Howard would have been at the line missing 17 free throws in the fourth quarter. You kidding me? Why do you want, you should never want that guy anywhere near this team. Dwight Howard gets traded to the Celtics. I tell you what, I'm thinking about moving. I do not want Dwight Howard in this town. It's just, I said it a month ago. I wrote a column in the Metro, the reasons, all the reasons I just gave you. But tonight, if you needed a perfect reason as to why the Celtics need to stay as far away from Dwight Howard as possible, it's what they did tonight in Cleveland winning this game when it looked like they had no shot early on and then when they came back you say ah like the fight and then even in the final seconds you say eh good you know they they showed a lot of heart showed a lot of showed a lot of effort put a lot of fight into it but they're not going to win this one and still even when you say that and think that here they are with a chance to win Avery Bradley game-winning three-point shot buzzer beater running off the court in Cleveland kidding me wow what a win what a win Celtics win at 104 103 over the Cavs I think I'll sit down now haven't sat down yet tonight in the studio. Right when I came in, we had trending now, final seconds. 
See, when I put the trending now together, the first thing is the game that's on. I do, that's what I do. The game that's on, the first thing, first story, top story. I get what the top story is today, tonight. Super Bowl 50, that buffoon Roger Goodell. We'll get into that. The Peyton Manning thing. <laughs> you, you looking for some, just a juicy story? Just a storyline that I honestly didn't see coming. It's Peyton Manning sending two hitmen to, to Charlie Sly's house, his family's house, before the report even came out. You, you might be thinking hitmen is strong, right? It's a strong word. No, not if you, A, watch a lot of TV, and B, actually live in the real world. I don't think it's a strong word to call them hitmen. And then to see what happened Christmas Eve morning with Charlie Sly's on YouTube giving a minute-long apology uh, recanting things that he doesn't even know what he's recanting. He has no idea. He had no clue. The report wasn't out yet. He doesn't know what he said and, and what was recorded and what wasn't. And yet he, they still made him do that. And uh, they went to the Gaia Institute and they checked it out. It Checked it out as being nice to the Peyton Manning camp. Put it this way. The way I look at that situation, Ari Fleischer used to work in the White House, used to work for the president. I know his duty wasn't to protect the president by, by hiring people, to bodyguards to protect them. That wasn't his duty. But don't you think that Ari Fleischer haven't even been working for the president of the United States? Don't you think that he's kind of a powerful dude and would know some people who would have that type of power to, to, to show up at someone's house, pretend that they're law enforcement, and send that message home? <laughs> right? To a, to, a, to a family whose son has threatened a client's um, what do we want to call it here? Hall of Fame career? Now, I've told you many times how I feel about HGH. I don't give a rat's ass if Peyton Manning took HGH. I don't. I don't care. I, because I have accepted the professional sports world we live in. Players use PEDs. Injured players, even when they're later in their career especially, use something like HGH uh, to, to get back on the field, on the ice, on the court, quicker. Happens. I've accepted it. I'm okay with it. I'm not putting an asterisk. I just always thought the story should get the proper attention level based on the, the attention level that the Flategate got a year ago. And uh, it's it just at first when the Al Jazeera report came out, it wasn't getting the attention that it deserved. And as time went on, other stories, you know, I tried to pick up on it. I tried to talk about it, but the national media didn't. And, and I only have so much say. Right? And national media, it's the national media. But now, as we get into the Super Bowl, I have felt about the Peyton Manning thing where the NFL came out and said, we're going to run an investigation on it. I said, you know what? What, what? Now that it took you so long, start the investigation next Monday. Just begin it after the game. Like, are we going to do this in the next three days on HGH, Peyton Manning, like you guys leaking uh, investigation stuff? Uh, come on. It's a game we played, and let's be honest. You can hate Peyton Manning, whether you hate him or not, HGH is not going to factor in to what happens Sunday in San Francisco between the Panthers and the Broncos. It's not, it's not going to matter. The HGH regimen is a little bit more complicated than taking some HGH before a big game, all right? Uh, it's just, it's, that it has no factor in this whatsoever. But if a news outlet wants to come up with a report, which is what the Washington Post did last night, I'm all about it. And the stuff in this report, if you haven't heard it yet, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And when I use the word hitmen, Peyton Manning's hitmen showed up at the house of Charlie Sly's family, 
I don't think that's too strong of a term. And when I call Roger Goodell an absolute arrogant buffoon, I don't think that's too strong of a term. Roger Goodell with his state of the NFL address today. And my dude Tom E. Curran from Comcast Sports Debt New England uh, getting up there, grabbing the mic, asking the, the question that everybody wanted to hear asked and nobody knew if it was going to be asked or if it was going to be allowed to be asked, right? Because you know the NFL's controlling that thing. But uh, hats off to Tommy Curran. We'll, we'll get to that clip of his question in a little bit. Um, we'll get to the response from Goodell. And the response from Goodell, really all, really all day long. I mean, makes no sense. He, the guy makes no sense. The guy's a, an arrogant buffoon. He's a clown. He talks in circles. He does. He talk. I mean, he just. He's like a politician. Yeah, he's, he's a pol. He is. It's like he's running for office. And you know what? He kind of is running for office because as long as the rest of the league's owners see him as the guy that's making that money, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. So he can really say what he wants as long as um, he doesn't say anything to actually hurt some people. Even though we here in New England hear him say some things and say that doesn't make sense. Well, there's a difference between not making sense and actually saying things that uh, are hurting the league. Um, last time I checked, the league's still making some pretty good money, as much as I despise Roger Goodell. And if you agree with me that he is an arrogant buffoon, well, uh, let, uh, let's face the facts. He is the guy in charge of a league that's making a whole lot of money right now. And that's why he's still in power and still the commissioner. But we'll get to Goodell's comments because when it comes to PSIs and the football and the research that they may or may not have done this past season, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. So we'll react to that. We'll get to the Peyton Manning story from the Washington Post last night. I'll uh, talk a little bit about Brady. Go, he's actually going to go to San Francisco, go to the Super Bowl. And um, we can we can do some Celtics if you want to do that too because a big win tonight in Cleveland and the trade rumors, uh, uh, should I say running wild? I'm not going to say running wild, but but they're running. They're there. They're out there. Dwight Howard's a name that's been out there. And uh, after watching, I mean, I've said it forever. I don't want Dwight Howard anywhere near this team. But if you needed another reason as to why the Celtics should not go out and try to acquire Dwight Howard, all you needed to do was watch this game tonight in Cleveland. Celtics, buzzer beater, Avery Bradley, baseline three in front of his own bench. Game over. Seas win it. 104-103 in Cleveland. And I'm taking your phone calls up until midnight. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Back after this. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Brad has something. Getting the ball in and it's something Avery Bradley late. Keep an eye on Avery Bradley. Celtics trail by two. Crowder. Looking. Looking. Isaiah. Along the baseline, kicks it back to Bradley. There's the late shot. Avery. Yeah! Avery Bradley won the game! There's the call on Comcast Sportsnet, New England, Mike Gorman. And Scal called it. Watch out for Avery Bradley. He called the play. drew it up. And the Celtics, they give it to Avery Bradley. He hits the three-point shot at the buzzer, and the Celtics beat the Cavaliers 104-103. Who had a better call, Gorman or myself? I Who had a better call right there? I'd have to say you. Yeah, I mean. Because I got to see your reaction, <laughs> and you were freaking um, out, and it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I just lost my voice given that call. Um, But look, 
It, it, you you watch the Celtics battle in this game, and I, I mean, everybody here in the studio, we all thought when it was 101 to 96 with, what, 10 seconds left? Mikey left. We right. thought this game was over. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm in here. We all did. Yeah. This game was done because the Celtics had battled back, and they were, you know, they were up at one point. Then all of a sudden, LeBron started driving to the hoop, and they were they were calling everything. They were calling everything. It was the LeBron James show. He was getting the calls. He was going to line. Uh, he was hitting some shots. And he missed a big shot late. And uh, the Celtics took advantage. They hit a couple shots. Even the, the Celtics missed some big free throws late down the stretch in the, in the last couple minutes. In the last minute. And yet they get a bounce because Marcus Smart's battling underneath the basket with Mozgov as Evan Turner missed a free throw with three seconds left. And you get the ball back down two. With three seconds left, they reviewed it. They gave it to the Celtics. And uh, Avery Bradley, game went in, three-point shot in front of his own bench, right near the baseline. Isaiah Thomas kind of pump-faked, dribbled in, two steps, gave it right to his right, right behind him, back to Avery Bradley. Bradley hit the three, and the Celtics with a huge win, their 30th win of the season. They are now 30-22, and 15-12 and 12 on the road, and when you look at the NBA standings, look the Celtics right now they're fourth. They could they can bat they can jump up to three. I think that eventually number two in the East. Eh, I mean it's not impossible. Toronto's there right now. The Celtics what five games, four and a half, five games behind them. But Cleveland, um, they're in first place by a good six, six and a half points, five and a half, six and a half games, and. I don't think they're going to catch Cleveland as good as this win was. I think Cleveland's still going to finish the number one seed in the East. But forget about forget about that for a minute. I don't even know why I brought that up. I don't even know why I brought that up. The, the bottom line is this. You take this game for what it's worth and the type of fight the Celtics had against the team that I believe is going to finish the number one seed in the East. It tells you an awful lot uh, about this Celtics club. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. So... Hey, I didn't come in here expecting to go off the first 40 minutes on, on the Celtics. I, I really didn't. I, I, I figured to mention them in the first couple minutes, you know, because of the fight that they put up and kind of mention the Dwight Howard trade rumors and say, because of this game, even if they don't win, they should still stay away from Dwight Howard because the type of fight they showed tonight, again, I, I, this was my mindset thinking, even if they lose, the fight they showed should show you, you don't want to go anywhere near Dwight Howard. I wanted to mention it. I was going to get to Roger Goodell. I was going to get to some uh, Peyton Manning stuff. And we're still going to get to that. I'm here till midnight. I'm back here tomorrow from 3 to 6. I'm back here Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon, taking over the weekend. And, and so there's plenty of time to get to that stuff. But I, I thought, I honestly prepared to open with that tonight, not Celtics Cavaliers. And the, but the way the Celtics finished this game, it's got to be talked about. And with the NBA trade deadline on February 18th, you look at what the Celtics team needs to do, look, they could still, it, the Celtics could advance to the conference finals with the team that they have. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that. I am. Uh, if the matchup is the right matchup in the second round, I think they can win a first-round matchup. If the matchup's right in the second round, they could get to the conference final. Can they win that? Like, if, if the Celtics were in a seven-game series with Cleveland, and let's say Cleveland is completely healthy, LeBron, Irving, Love, can the Celtics win that seven-game series right now as they look 
look, it's a nice win tonight, and I'm not trying to sit here and knock them, but realistically, no, the Celtics cannot win that series the way they are right now. But what they showed you tonight was they are pretty close to being able to win that series, and that's a good thing. It's a great thing. So if you're Danny Ainge, not only should you cross Dwight Howard off your list immediately, but what you should and – and look, I don't care what you give up for him. I don't care if you were to give up a second-round pick in 2026. I don't want him. I don't want his attitude. I don't want him anywhere near this team. Forget about him. Cross him off your list. You need to go out and take this Brooklyn pick, okay? And even if you need to take the Brooklyn pick, the, the second one that you have in a couple of years in the first round, you need, to, you need to take the Brooklyn pick, especially this year's Brooklyn pick, and you need to dangle that along with a couple players. You do. Now, it's up for debate what players you would move. And, when you know, if you were to ask me who's untouchable, well, right now I'm, I'm going to tell you nobody's untouchable. But I'm also going to say I need to see who are, you, who are you telling me they can get, right? Like, who can they get? Are you telling me they can get DeMarcus Cousins? If you've listened to me, you know how I feel about that. I would give up anything to get DeMarcus Cousins. I would. I really would. You know, people who, who say, oh, he's got an attitude problem too, it's, it's completely different. It's completely different. DeMarcus Cousins, to me, has had an attitude problem because he wants to win. Because he's somebody that is sick and tired of losing in the NBA. And at the beginning of the season, when he's in the locker room and he yells at his coach, George Carl, and there was that big story, he pointed out, DeMarcus Cousins pointed out a couple days later to one of the national beat writers, he said, hey, listen, we're 1-7. and seven. What are we doing here? I'm sick of this. You think I'm supposed to go in the locker room and be happy? Like, I, I would think that you guys should write something about me you know, in a negative way, if I went into the locker room and was happy-go-lucky with a 1-7 and seven start, wouldn't that be worse than being mad at a 1-7 and seven start? Like, I get it. You don't want your players, young players who have had some immaturity issues, you, you don't want them yelling at veteran coaches who, who probably know more than those players. But, look, this is a player's league. This is a talent league. If you don't have talent, you don't win. It's just the way it is. And, I mean, that's the way it is right now with the Celtics. Not to take anything away from Brad Stevens, but if you think that Brad Stevens could coach just this group that they have now for the next handful of years, you think this group is going to win a championship? No. I don't care how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. You need talent in this league to win. So you need to go out and get some. And DeMarcus Cousins is one of the most talented young players in this league. And when people point to attitude problems, well... He's had an attitude because he's sick and tired of losing. I mean, he's as dominant as they come. What, 25 and 12 a game, right? 25 points, 12 rebounds a game. So if you can find a way to go get DeMarcus Cousins, you got to go get him. I give up anything for him. You know, if we're, if we're talking about that type of player. Uh, we've heard Gallinari's name out there. Gallinari, you're not giving up the Brooklyn pick. And from what we've heard, didn't the Nuggets say, you know, the Nuggets wanted too much. From the Celtics, or, or, the, or the Celtics offered something, the Nuggets said, eh, no, we're, we're not doing that, because it wasn't, the Celtics weren't giving him a lot. You shouldn't give up a lot to get Gallinari. He's a nice player, I think he'd help this team, but everybody's got a price, everybody's worth something. Gallinari's not worth uh, that Brooklyn pick, he's just not, I'm sorry. He's worth a second round, like yeah. you talked about. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, nice that's a second round type guy, and, and you know, I'm sure Denver wants some, 
some Rasta help as well. They want some young, talented Rasta players. If I'm Danny Ainge, I'd still be hesitant. I don't think I, I'd be hesitant to give up some of the young kids. Because look, if the Celtics don't make a move, I'm admitting, they're not going to make it to the NBA Finals this year. But at least if they don't make a move, they don't have to get crazy and be desperate to make a They don't have to. They, have, they still have the Brooklyn pick. But my thought process is, if you can't trade the Brooklyn pick and get a superstar player, go do it right now. Like, go do that right now if you can. It's just, it's got to be the right guy. Would Gallinari help? Yes, but you can't give up the Brooklyn pick for him. And I don't even think you can give up any young players on this team. Now, you know, you'd, you'd get me thinking about a Kelly Olynyk and a second-round pick. I mean, I'd do that in a second. But um, I, I don't think that's going to get it done. So how you got to look at Gallinari and say, how much is he worth? Is he worth what they're asking prices in Denver? Probably not. So you might have to move on from that. Could you come back at some point? Maybe. And maybe they lowered their asking price. And maybe you can steal him away and not give up much. Or perhaps if, if what I want to be true is true, out of these Celtics Dwight Howard rumors, the Celtics are only involved, and this is what I want. This is what I want these rumors to mean. I hope that Danny Ainge, Boston Celtics rumors connected to Houston and Dwight Howard are only for one reason: for Danny Ainge knowing that Houston has to trade Dwight Howard, so he's going to get involved and help facilitate a three-team deal in which Dwight Howard goes somewhere else, and the Celtics can just you know. Get a pick or two out of it. Or maybe another player. Or maybe they get assets and a couple picks and they take a pick, another pick, and ship it off somewhere else in another package. Get creative. Trader Danny can get creative. We've seen it. We saw it last year. I mean, you know, the only reason LeBron James right now is in Cleveland is because Danny Ainge got creative. And maybe I shouldn't say only reason. That was going to happen anyways. But the Celtics did the right thing by jumping in and, admitting that that was going to happen anyways and still got involved. Maybe that's their mindset with Dwight Howard and Houston. Hey, Rockets are going to move him anyways. They're dying to get rid of him. So why don't we talk to them? Why don't we facilitate a three-team deal? We don't want Dwight Howard. Let's facilitate a trade in which Dwight Howard goes somewhere else and we'll get a pick or two out of it somehow from each team. And we have more assets all of a sudden. I'm fine with that. Go do that. And maybe you take one of those picks you get and you send it to Denver and you bring in Gallinari. I mean, I don't think you'd be done at that point, but it would help. Then maybe you're talking. Uh, Who knows? I mean, people have talked about Al Horford. And then we're getting to the free agent market next year. Maybe Maybe you don't ever give up the Brooklyn pick and you still add pieces. And you and you make that pick with, with the Brooklyn draft pick. These are all options. And they're all fine options to me as long as the one option... This one option of Dwight Howard to the Celtics never happens. I don't ever want to see that. And tonight when you saw the Celtics win, buzzer beat a game-winning shot from Avery Bradley, three-pointer with no time left. They're running off the court in Cleveland with a 104-103 win over the Cavaliers, a game that they should have had no chance to win based on how they started the game, based on how they came back, took a lead, and then blew it late and missed some key free throws late. They still went out and stole this one from the Cavaliers. The fight that they showed in Cleveland tonight is the exact reason why you do not want to bring somebody like Dwight Howard anywhere near this team. Other trades, I'm all for it. Dwight Howard, absolutely not. And tonight's the perfect 
example of why you shouldn't make that move. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Uh, we can take your calls on that, and we can get into some football stuff as well because it is Super Bowl weekend, and uh, Roger Goodell talked today, and he talked about PSIs. What did he say? We'll get to those comments and react to it after this. Time out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 